Oh, this was a juicy one, Spurs Nation. What's going on, Spurs Nation? This is your post-game show for the San Antonio Spurs this season. Your favorite home for Spurs Nation. That's right here on Spurs Tube TV. This is after the buzzer where we put the game ball in your hands. Let me know what you feel about how you feel about this game tonight in the comments and in the live chat below. If you're watching this live, let me know right now. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are in this thrilling overtime loss. Yes, it's a loss against the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, we're going to dive into it. If this is the first time that you've ever joined and after the buzzer, welcome. We do a few things here on this show. First thing we chant, go Spurs, go. We give out a game ball. Um, then we'll talk a couple big stats. We'll go over a glow spot. That's an area that shined for the Spurs, right? In our, in my eyes, right? And then a growth spot, a spot that we can continue to get better on. Go Spurs, go again. This is your home for San Antonio Spurs content right here on Spurs Tube TV. So I appreciate you coming by. It's an honor and privilege to get behind the mic here and bring Spurs Nation, the international amigos, international amigos of Spurs Nation, this post-game coverage. You know, we all just want to chant, go Spurs, go here. So we're going to go ahead and get into it, guys, and let's give out a game ball. Well, there wasn't a lack of qualified nominees for this game ball, and I really want to know what your opinion is on the matter. So let me know in the chat room below or in the live chat, if you're watching live, who gets your game ball tonight? Because it could have gone in so many different ways, man. Let's get right into it. The qualifying nominees, obviously, you got to go with the guy who who was able to kind of pull off his career, his career high. There you go. Lower this down a little bit. He was able to pull off his career high tonight, man. And that's Yaka Pertle. He's one of the nominees. Now, I'm going to kind of go over my nominees before I dish out the actual game ball. Sorry, I just kind of like shrunk a little bit on my chair right now. Um, but if we dive into the stats, man, Yaka Pertle was a, the difference maker for me tonight. And, um, you know, he finished with 38 minutes. It was good that he was able to stay in this game against the bigs that they had. You know, we needed Jakob. Drew came out. He played good. But Jakob was the anchor, man, especially down the stretch. Um, he finished with 27 points, man. That's a career high for Yaka Pertle. 27 points, 14 rebounds, and three blocks. One hell of a night. Uh, we saw how important Yaka Pertle was down the stretch, right? Um, finishing around the rim on another level. Yaka Pertle has been able to dunk the ball with, with, with more tenacity. He's been able to finish around the rim better, right? You know, we all kind of want him to dunk more than, you know, do those little bunnies around the rim, but he's finishing them now and made a couple of big ones. He went to the line, made a big free throw down the stretch. Um, you know, free throws are not really where we want Jakob to be though. Late at the gate, late in the game. Now, besides Jakob in this game ball conversation, man, you got to give it to the anchor man of this organization. And that's DeJounte Murray. Again, second qualifying nominee for me in this game finished with a triple double. Come on, man. Um, let's talk about his halftime stats. Cause he was doing work at the half point of this game finished with six rebounds and 13 points at halftime finished with seven um sorry finished with 21 points 12 rebounds and 15 assists on the night for DeJounte Murray was doing it all was hitting clutch buckets um finished with finished with two steals on the night uh two steals two blocks was just kind of all over the place for the San Antonio Spurs really kept our head above water for most of the night, had a couple big three-pointers, was two for three, two for four, 50% from the three-point line that DeJounte Murray was. Um, played 40 minutes tonight, right? Um, so those were like my two big stones, right, right there in the in the in the in the starting unit. Those two guys, man, we would not have been where we were at the end of the game without Yaka Pertle and without DeJounte Murray. 
right? So, I mean, there was a couple other guys that maybe weren't that impactful the entire game, like the way those two guys were, but that were huge in moments. And, you know, Lonnie Walker, the fourth is, is one of those guys who deserves to be in this conversation with this game ball with that third quarter he had. And it wasn't just about, you know, the three threes that he hit in the third quarter and finishing with 21 points. And he kind of had one of those big moments that, you know, Spurs nation has been waiting to see from, from, uh, from Lonnie Walker ever since that Houston game, We've been waiting to see him kind of dominate, kind of just take over a game and and dominate it. And he kind of did that in that third quarter. And it was a big moment when he did that. He hit a big three earlier on in the first half as well. That was huge. That put the Spurs kind of back, you know, from back up, you know, kind of got the Spurs back up off the mat after kind of getting hit from L.A. a few times. Um, but that third quarter from Lonnie was impressive. Um, he didn't score in the in the in the fourth, um, the, but nobody did. Right, we're going to talk about the fourth quarter a little bit later, but Lonnie Walker had a great night tonight. Had six assists. He had five assists at halftime. Right, so I was really impressed with Lonnie at half. He was he was at ten points, five assists at halftime. Finished with twenty one and six, um, two rebounds for Lonnie's. Uh, I want to see him get after a little bit more in the steals category, whatever. But I mean, Lonnie Lonnie was awesome tonight. He's been awesome for a few games now. Um, you know, Devin Vassell also deserves to be in this conversation uh to who gets the game ball uh he hit big shot after big shot uh he was making defensive uh plays on the defensive end really him and Lonnie Walker together are is such a a a powerful combination um you know the reaction that that comes from them two being on the court um is in is is off the charts right it raises the roof it raises the temperature in the building and and people just get excited when these two guys get on the floor right so those are like my well there's one more guy there's one more guy that that deserves to be in this game ball conversation. You guys let me know in the com in the comments below if I'm crazy or not. Um or if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, thank you guys for listening. Let me know in the comments down below wherever you get your podcast jam on. Um but Keita Bates Diop. I know Keita Bates Diop had that late game turnover. Uh but he was huge. He was huge in that fourth quarter and down and down that stretch in overtime. It's and my wife looked at me and she was like, why, why was he in the game? And like, not like, you know, someone else like Keldon or, or, um, or, or Lonnie or, or just someone else. I go, well, babe, his defense, man, he was doing some, he was covering so much ground with that wingspan, uh, that, that it was, it was, it was, uh, we couldn't remove that from the lineup down the stretch because he was able to recover from the help side uh and help out Jakob and just kind of get deflections on the ball I mean you saw him get those late game tips right like like Keita hate he hit that late game three as well so Keita Bates Diop was huge tonight and it just kind of breaks my heart right now for for the San Antonio Spurs I know they're in that locker room right now and I know that they're beating themselves up and I know it's a hard pill to swallow going down one to three in, in the beginning of this season but you know that there's there's some growth spot there's some grow and glow spots from this game, just like there has been in the previous two. And you should have your head up above water if you're a Spurs fan right now um, and be excited for, for what we just did. LeBron James didn't play Anthony Davis. Oh my goodness. He was, he was a huge problem. Uh, 35 points, 17 rebounds, four assists, four blocks. I mean, that guy was a monster and it was him and Russell Westbrook, you know, late, late down the stretch that kind of put the coffin in the game. But if I'm going to dish out this game ball to either Jakob Murray, Lonnie Walker, Keita Bates Diop, you know, I think the one that has to take it tonight, guys, is I'm gonna give it to to um DeJounte Murray. Cause you know, he he gave it to you in doses, a little bit in the first, a little bit in the second, 
And when he came in in the third quarter, he was huge um, to, to, to kind of building that run that we were able to make in the third quarter. And unfortunately, he laid down in the fourth quarter and in overtime, we didn't really kind of see him show up. But I want to give DeJounte Murray a lot of credit for 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 controlling this game. I felt like he had his handprints on this game from beginning to end. When the ball was in his hands, you felt confident. You felt that he was going to do the right thing, make the right, you know, make the right play or hit that shot. He was money tonight, man. Um, again, six. Wait, where am I? He's uh nine for 24, uh, two for four from the three point line, man. So um, DeJounte Murray is going to get the game ball tonight. He kind of had the whole thing um, on lock. I think for the most part while he was in there, did a hell of a job on defense um, and leading this team. You know, I just see him lead in every night that we go out there. He's like the tip of the spear, and he's he's been keeping us dangerous while he's on the floor. Um, so DeJounte Murray's given that game ball, uh, getting that game ball from Spurs Tube TV. So let me know who gets your game ball down in the chat below. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk some big stats when we get right back. So there were so many stats to choose from tonight. I mean, we, we kind of went over a few of the headline stats. That's Yaka Pertle's career night, DeJounte Murray's triple-double. Um, but there was, you know, in this loss, I'm going to kind of harp on some of the things I felt that hurt us a little bit. Um, in the beginning of that fourth quarter, you know, first first thing that we kind of did wrong in that, in that fourth quarter was give up a 12-point lead in about three minutes, right? Um, we felt really high, really good going into the fourth quarter thinking, you know, we got this one, we got a lead. We just got to keep this lead a little bit. And they just came and took it right away from us. And then it was a battle, you know, at that point, every single possession down, down the rest of the way of that fourth quarter. Um, but that was a huge stat. I would like to see us hold on to a lead like that for a little bit longer. Um, but scoring in general in the fourth quarter was impossible. Okay. So earlier on in the game, it was very hard to score, right? They're huge. Everything every, we can get into the paint, but once we got there, it was difficult, right? You know, we had to meet, we had to measure up against DeAndre Jordan, Anthony Davis at the same time, right? And then you get Dwight Howard off the bench and and Melo, right? So they're 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 big, right? And I thought we kind of we kind of did good in in the rebounds category. We ended up, I think, uh, only losing. We were tied, I think, at the end of the fourth, end of the third quarter. Um, we ended up losing the rebounding battle by only four rebounds. I mean, when you, when you consider the size that they have on that team to the size that we have on our team. Um, that's a tip of the hat to all the guards that are getting in there and getting after it on the rebounding category, right? So guys like Murray with uh, 12 rebounds, guys like Kelton Johnson with four, uh, Derek White with five, Cato with seven. Everyone kind of just chipped in. Vassell with five rebounds, right, or seven rebounds. Um, you know, so everyone kind of picked it up by committee. Drew Eubanks finished with four rebounds as well. So we kind of held our own against against the bigs. And the rebounding stat, you know, that big team of the Lakers, we, we did all right in that stat category. Um, for the for the third quarter, I'm going to go over this stat really quick. In the third quarter, we blew them out in the assist category. That was our best quarter. I don't know if you guys would agree with me or not. But in that third quarter, we we're really able to kind of pull away from them. And we're kind of looking a little bit more of what we've seen in the past few games. And we dominate them. We dominated the Lakers in the assist category in the third quarter. It was like nine to three, right, in the third quarter. So we ended up finishing with 33 assists, right, 33 assists to their 20. So, I mean, we definitely moved the ball a lot more than they did, 
and we hit a lot of open shots too. Um, down, uh, it was kind of in that second and third quarter, man, where we just kind of caught fire. Um, but at the end of the day, one of the one of the biggest stats in this game is 17 points in the fourth quarter, right? 29 in the first, 33 in the second, 35 in the third, 17 in the fourth, right? So that's kind of goes to show you they were talking about it on on screen a little bit too. Sean Elliott was kind of getting into it, like saying he was kind of seeing that the Spurs were were looking a little bit gassed, that they were running out of energy, and that it kind of showed. And, and it did. We got really sloppy there in the fourth quarter, right? And then we just couldn't hit shots after that. We couldn't put the ball in the hole. We couldn't even get good shots, to be honest, in the fourth quarter. So they were down 12. They came back and and won that fourth quarter um, and tied it up to go to overtime, where, where, again, we only scored seven points to their 11, right? So you can tell that the kind of the bottom fell out Right there in the fourth quarter, you can tell our guys look gas. You know, Dejounte Murray's shot started falling a little bit short. Right, so so we weren't really able to do what we were doing all game. Right, so that's one of the bigger stats for me in the game too. Is just that you know it's it's kind of like a positive, man. We were like having the best three quarters so far that I've seen this season, like first through third. Like we were putting together a complete competitive game, but in that fourth quarter, man, it just kind of fell away from us. Right, um, you know, earlier on in the game, talking about stats. Uh, I feel like this game was terribly called. It was terribly called. Uh, the officiate, the officials were giving the Lakers everything in that first half. And going into the third quarter, it didn't change. Um, the officials, it was more about the calls that they didn't make. It was more about the calls that they didn't make for the Spurs that were just really Laker-friendly. This was a really Laker-friendly officiating crew. Pop even got teed up in the third quarter once once. They did not call that foul on Keldon Johnson. How do you not call that foul on Keldon Johnson? Russell Westbrook straight up pulls him down, drags him down by his arm. Keldon Johnson's feet are in the air, and it's an O call. And then they come down the next play and give like a little touch call to Anthony Davis, right? So the refs were really inconsistent for three quarters, for three quarters, the first three quarters, even in the beginning of the fourth, right? I have it written here, man, these refs in the fourth quarter, I was like the the lack of calls continue. There were so many chances for the Spurs to get right. Like, like in the fourth quarter where, where the Lakers were coming back from that 12 point uh, deficit that they were in, the Spurs had all the opportunity here to kind of go on some runs. And, and these refs were, it was lopsided. It was lopsided for three quarters for like, there, were, there was like a 10 call split differential differential between the two teams. Right. Um, they had only called like nine fouls on the Lakers while they had called like 15 or 17 on the Spurs going into halftime. And then that continued in the third quarter. And then for about two or three minutes there in the fourth quarter, you guys were with me. If you watch this game or, or if not, I'm letting you know now in the fourth quarter, there was like a two minute stretch where the Spurs called like five calls in a row for the Spurs in one possession. And we didn't even get a bucket out of that situation right we got this call that call i don't even think we scored once we got like two or three calls we got in the bonus all that stuff so the to me it was like the refs were all game long just favoring the lakers giving them all the calls not giving us any calls on them right it was just it, it was it was too obvious it was it was so obvious and i'm i'm never one to question officials because officials don't win or lose games for you they don't do they affect the game yes but as a player, you can't even you can't even react. You got to stay focused. How many times have we seen that out of Tim Duncan, Manu, and Tony? Right? Like they might give you the look, like the 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 Tony look, or the Timmy look, or the Manu look. You know what I mean? So, but but they they keep playing, right? And so we kind of got to do a better job of that too. But the the in, in this the reason why I'm talking about this in the big stat 
category here is because for about 80% of this game, the foul count was completely lopsided, lopsided, right? And then the, the, the refs give us like four or five, I'm telling you, like four or five quick calls down the stretch and then try to, it kind of balanced out there. I think they finished with, um, I think it was close. It was 20. We ended up only with one more foul than they did. It was 21 to 22, but I'm telling you, for the whole game, it was it was all Lakers. It was for the refs, man. It was all Lakers. Pop got a tee, right? Pop got teed up. It was it was one of those games where he just kept telling the official over and over again that was terrible, or that was terrible, or you blew that one, or you didn't see the foul there. There were so many times where we went to the rim and Jakob got fouled, and 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 th- there was this, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Jakob here in a second, man, because 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 he had that monster dunk, and it was kind of like an answer to the refs, like you're gonna call this, like. Jakob went straight at the rim and dunked it on, on these fools and got fouled. And it was even a late call. It was like they didn't even want to call it. The refs didn't even want to call that foul on Jakob on that late game dunk, if you know which one I'm talking about, that N1. Um, so, you know, it's just it was just kind of too obvious for me, man, that the Lakers were a little bit, you know, favored by the refs in tonight's game, right? So those were a couple big stats. If I go through it, um, I wanted to keep track of our steal count, right? We ended up having 10 steals to their eight. So we still, you know beat them in that category that's good to see i would like to see a little bit more uh forced out of there unfortunately we had two more turnovers than they did 15 to 13 in the turnover category um points in the paint they 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 beat us by eight so you know they were up about 10 to 15 almost the whole game so it ended up being eight right we ended up getting a couple points down there and down low um down there at the end of the fourth quarter so 64 to 72 points in the paint right we lost that one um Assists though, I mean, 33 to 20, right? We put up 33 assists tonight. So got some guys weren't hitting their shots, you know what I mean? But, but the ball was still moving. It was still moving inside of the three point line. I felt like, you know, we're, we're hitting Jakob almost every time, man. And and he finished, this is the type of night that you can get from Jakob if he's finishing around the rim. And then, you know, most, and then all of our players that are playing with him are looking for him. And he, when he's finishing, he may put up 27. He can't maybe not put up 27 and um, 14 every night. But I think he can be something like a 15 and 10, a 15 and 12 type guy if he finishes around the rim the way he did tonight. So there were so many positives, you know, in this game. But ultimately, the big stat was just the lack of scoring down the stretch. Um, the lack of scoring and uh, – and well, we'll get into some growth spots down the stretch where I kind of want to harp on some of the negatives. But um, – you know, we shot the ball pretty well in stretches. I thought that was a pretty good stat, too. We were 13 for 36 from the three-point line, uh, 36%. We put up we put up 36 threes. That's more than what we're averaging right now at this moment. Right now, I think before this game, the Spurs were putting up about 27 shots from the three-point line a game. Tonight, we shot a few more. But then we got a few more uh, minutes to play, too, so down the stretch. So, um yeah, so great game. A um, couple big stats there for you. Uh, if you want to go down the stat sheet for for uh, for the Spurs, some of the highlights down there are, are 21 points for Murray, 27 for Jakob. KJ finishes with 11, only 7 for Derek White tonight, only 4 for Doug McDermott. Off the bench, um, Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell were huge. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about that when we come right back. And we're going to go ahead and get into some glow spots, baby. Go, Spurs go.
All right, thank you guys. If you have just joined us, this is After the Buzzer. This is your San Antonio Spurs post-game show to watch throughout this whole season. And if you want to get your video content jam on, subscribe to Spurs Team TV on YouTube. Thank you so much for all that support. Appreciate you guys. So we're talking about glow spots right now. So let me know in the comments or in the live chat what your glow spot was for this game, right? I mean, there, there were there were plenty, right? Almost for, for 80% of this game, it was just a battle where, where we were seeing our guys hit hit after hit, you know, going down to the mat, coming up strong. If it was, if it was getting, you know, overcoming the bad officiating from the refs, it was overcoming the size that the Lakers are trying to get, get at us or, or just, you know, some, some, you know, we're just missing a couple shots here and there. We kept fighting, kept pushing. I don't think the defense ever really lacked um, in energy. There was a couple of times there where pop um, called timeouts, like quick timeouts, right, to kind of adjust some things, but we bounced back, right? So one of my big growth spots, though, for tonight, you know, as I kind of go through my notes, um, one, I love Drew Eubanks and Keita Bates-Diop coming off the bench together to to battle the size that the Lakers gave us, right? That's not really something that we had seen before. That's a little bit new. And the good thing about that is I think it worked out great. I think once Drew Eubanks shot that three-pointer and it was way off, right, and didn't even hit the floor, I mean, hit the rim, um, he kind of maybe lost a little bit off of that. I don't, I don't. I don't think they checked him back in the game, except for maybe at the end of the third, at the end of the third quarter. Um, after that, <laughs> missed three. Um, he missed a three and then um, gave up a gave up a three pointer, and then turned it over something like that. But then he ended up making like a long football pass, full court to Dejounte Murray. So that kind of made up for made up for it for for uh, Drew Eubanks. But I really like the way Keita Bates-Diop and Drew Eubanks complimented each other. When they came on the floor, they didn't lack energy. They got after it. Drew Eubanks had that great that great steal by uh, by midcourt um, that ended up turning into a three ball, I believe, uh, in the corner, um, either for for Lonnie or for for Devin, I think. So so seeing those two guys come off the bench and and have to battle some some of the bigger the best bigs in the league, right? Anthony Davis is no joke. He's 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 for real, right? If you if you didn't realize that tonight, Anthony Davis is the real deal. In the second quarter, though, it was just kind of like the beginning of what we're about to see. But Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell combined for twenty one points in that sec in that uh, in the first half. So they came out and they started hitting and they started being aggressive. And then Lonnie Walker only rolled that over into that third that hot third quarter. And the big growth spot for me is what these two players are able to do together, man, on the floor. There's something between those two guys. I used to see it out of Keldon Johnson and, and Lonnie together on the court. When they would play together, things would just happen. Good things would happen. And right now I'm seeing that out of, out of Devin Vassell and Lonnie Walker, man. Those two guys as a tandem, as a scoring tandem, when we're on, when they are on, it's going to be very hard for us to lose, like to be blown out and be losing games, right? Like, like we're, we're not... We're not a, you know, we're not getting blown out here, and I think a big part of that is the fact that Lonnie, for the most part, the season so far has been able to come off the bench and produce. And Devin Vassell, it's not a question really. He's gonna he's gonna impact the game in some type of way. So tonight, I mean, come on, man, those two guys tonight they combined for, was it twenty, forty points, forty points between those two kids. Uh, they combined for nine rebounds. They combined for eight assists, um, plus 11, plus 10 in the box score. So those two guys together off our bench are, is probably looking like one of the X factors to this team this year is that, hey, when our bench unit is in there, 
they have the capability of lighting it up and making the other team turn over the ball and really picking up the pace. I think this was another one of those games where once we started mixing up those lineups, the pace started to increase, and then and then we started to really find flow and rhythm in transition and get out and run. Um, so it was another one of those games for us where I kind of saw that as a glow spot moving forward. Um, so moving forward, let me see a couple of positive things here, man. There were just a couple of big plays um, from from Jakob down the stretch, um, big shots that got made um, by Lonnie Walker here and there. Um, you know, that there was it was a big part of building that lead, right? So to me, that was a huge glow spot um, moving forward. All right, guys. So let me see if I have anything here. KBD was a great glow spot down the stretch of this game. Give all the credit to Keita Bates Diop uh, competing the way he did. Uh, that that turnover down the stretch, I wish he would have. I wish honestly somebody else would have came to Keita Bates Diop and got the ball from him and and went to go you know execute that last play of the game for us. Or to, to, we're down four at the point, so we could have maybe knocked it down to to three. You know, if we hit a three or, or cut it to two with maybe five ten seconds left, we could have played a little bit more down the stretch. But that turnover you know, gave the ball back to the Lakers and that was all she wrote. I don't blame Kata for that. He got that rebound, I think, or that loose ball, uh, the play before, you know, he, he got the tip on Jakob's missed free throw. Um, he got the deflection on the lob to the rim, uh, that, for Anthony Davis. Um, and he hit that wide open three in the corner, right? So Kata Bates job did so many good things for the Spurs down the stretch, uh, that you kind of forgive him for that last play, but cause you know, I, it was just his defense and his length. You know, I think they talked about that in training camp. I think it was Lonnie Walker who said he might have like one of the longest wingspans, like out of anyone he's ever met. Right. So Keita Bates job kind of put that on, on display with his defense down the stretch. Huge. I mean, I mean, he was just, he was just huge down the stretch, man. So shout out to Keita Bates job. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk about a growth spot. That's an area that, you know, the Spurs can still improve on. And I'm sure you guys have plenty of those if you're listening to this or watching live right now. Uh, let me know down in the comment what you think is the growth spot for the Spurs coming out of tonight's game. There was no LeBron James. We went to overtime. We lost. We're one and three. There's a lot of good signs. We talked about, you know, a lot of the positives from this game. So when we get right back, uh, we're going to talk about the growth spot. And I want to know what your growth spot is. So let me know in the chat room below or in the comment section below. Go Spurs go. You know, one play or one error doesn't really cost you a game. But there's those plays down the stretch that you wish you can just get back, right? And I think for for DeJounte Murray, it's those two free throws down the stretch. Uh, Derek White makes an unbelievable play and is able to turn that second miss into um, uh, another loose ball opportunity for the Spurs to come back and get another shot, right? So, like, we missed those two free throws. And then Devin Vassell ends up getting fouled. And then Devin Vassell misses two free throws, right? And then Jakob, you know, Jakob's not a great free throw shooter. So he goes like one for four down the stretch as well. The Spurs finished 12 of 22. Uh, that's 54% from the free throw line. And and honestly, you know, you don't want to get you don't want to get too low off this, off this, uh off this loss. It's it's one of those losses that really hurt. You know, I think that Milwaukee lost that 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 lost to Milwaukee. You lose by ten points to Milwaukee. I think you walk away with that with your head up high, thinking, "Man, we balled out. 
and Milwaukee just hit a couple big shots late down the stretch and separated the game. Tonight, the Spurs didn't let that happen. The Spurs were able to build a lead, and then they lost it, and then the Lakers kind of had it from that, you know, from that point on, but there were still moments for the Spurs to kind of get back in this thing and make it a game and, and, and actually take this one, man. And I was, I was rooting for him, man. I was just like, come on, man. I want it. I want it for those, for the fans in that arena, man. I really want them to blow up. I was just like, set this place on fire. And the Spurs did all those things down the stretch, man. We almost lost this game. We went down like three, um, you know, Malik Monk hit that three, like by half court. Right. So this thing almost slipped away from us. Um, you know, and those opportunities to kind of, secure a lead with those free throws down the stretch are just something that that you wish you can get back and and might might have been the difference i think we can kind of say that for every loss so far this season is that there's been a small thing there's been a small thing that's held us back from winning for the most part we're there but tonight it's it's free throws it's it's shooting 54 percent from the free throw line um kelton johnson was actually seven for eight which was which is great that was great for kj um but Yaka Pertle, one for five, right? We talked about that. Derek White, one for six. You know, uh, that is not good at all for, for a, a guy who's supposed to be knocking those down as your point guard, right? Shooting guard type guy. Uh, Murray was two for four. So Murray, right? Two for four. Those two that he missed were were kind of to, to clinch the game, if you will, right? To really put the Lakers on their heels with, with minimal time left down the stretch. You know, missed a couple of big ones there that I, I'm pretty sure he wishes he can get back. Devin Vassell was able to get to the, the free throw line nine times tonight, but he only hit five, right? So he was five for nine. Two of those were huge at the end of the fourth quarter. Um, Lonnie Walker was five for seven, not too bad. Um, Eubanks, 0 for one. Keita Bates, Jop, um, 0 for, uh, sorry, Eubanks was one for one. Sorry, one for one from the free throw line. Um, and that's about it. Wait, Murray was one for four. Sorry, I'm, I was reading the wrong column here. Murray is one for four from the free throw line. And Derek White didn't go one for six. I take that back. I'm sorry. That was his three-point count. He didn't shoot any free throws tonight. And that's kind of, you know, I, I wanted to talk about Derek White a little bit in this growth spot as well. Not, not that, you know, he had seven points, but, you know, this this free throw line count, it's not that he wasn't being aggressive because he was right. Derek White's always being aggressive, but that that kind of goes to the fact that I think those refs weren't giving him anything. Those refs were not giving Derek White anything tonight, and it was obvious, man. And that, that's one of those one of those things. I think that kind of stunted uh, Derek White's night as well. Um, you know, he was able to get six assists. That's good. Five rebounds. So he was still able to get a steal, a block as well. He was able to impact the game, but we needed him a little bit more in the scoring column tonight. And speaking of guys that we needed in the scoring column tonight, that's Doug McDermott. That's two games this season where where Dougie kind of lays an egg, right? The difference between this game and Denver was that the Spurs actually sat him. Pop actually sat him and rolled with KBD, right? And and Lonnie and and uh and Vassell, right? He was like, you know what? Doug McDermott, two for eight from the field, oh for four from the three-point line. Um, Brent Forbes plays three minutes. Um, goes 0 for 1, 0 for 2 from the field, right? So it's just, you know, we, we didn't have any help there from our three-point specialists, if you will, right? You know, Doug McDermott comes off from, from having a great night, you know, hitting seven threes, his career high, you know, to 
not hitting any, you know, so there's going to be that sporadic um, gap between shooters, right? All season long. Some, some nights they have nights like tonight, some nights they, they, they're on, they're on fire, right? So tonight, Doug McDermott, not hitting any threes hurt us. Kelton Johnson was 0 for 3 from the three-point line as well. Um, again, Derek White, 1 for 6. Murray, 2 for 4. So our starting unit didn't shoot the ball well at all, right? And, you know, Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell combined for 10 threes. Okay, so Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell combined for 30 points from the three-point line. 40 points for the game, but 30 of those were from the three-point line, right? So the rest of the team struggled. They didn't um, from the free-throw line, right? So... That's a gross spot for me too. And honestly, it was just it was just the fourth quarter being gassed. And that kind of just kind of showed like, okay, this team is a little bit tired. We 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 kept the rotations a little bit short, right? You know, like Bryn Forbes checked in only for three minutes and he wasn't he wasn't cutting it. So they sat him. Um Drew Eubanks only played 12 minutes, made a couple errors here. And I thought he played good for the most part, but made a couple errors and then sat they sat him, right? And then the Doug McDermott only played 17 minutes. Right, so it was more about Keita Bates Diop and what he was able to do on the defensive end that kind of put him, you know, in the game over guys like McDermott and Forbes off the bench. Right. I mean, uh Thaddeus Young played three minutes as well. You know, I the the Thaddeus Young at the five thing is very it's very interesting to me. I don't know what the Spurs are doing with Thaddeus Young, um, why they're not playing him at the four. They want to they want to use him in a small ball five role. That's already two or three times that we've seen him come in for just you know a little bit here and there in the five spot, which is kind of weird. I don't know what I don't know what the goal is there because for the most part he gets cooked at the five spot. He he hasn't really shown to be a productive center with the group that we have. And you know, the whole Kata Bates, I mean, sorry, the, the whole Thaddeus Young thing to me is very interesting. I have a theory on what the Spurs want to do with Thaddeus, which is just kind of treat him good. Let him get in his groove over, you know, the first half of the season. Let him get his stock go, you know, let uh, Thaddeus Young, let his stock go up to, for the rest of the NBA so they can try to trade him later on in the season for something good. And right now, the way we're using him, he doesn't look he doesn't look all that valuable at all, right? I think so far. So not that he's not. It's just that, you know, I don't know what, what the deal is with him at the five spot sometimes, so. Uh, he got cooked by Jokic the other night. Dwight Howard took advantage of him a little bit tonight too, as well. So that's that's another like gross spot that I'm just not quite sure the Spurs are doing there. But um, you know, I think eventually guys like Jock Landale and Zach Collins are going to end up taking those few minutes away from from Thaddeus Young. But you know, that that'll just happen in time, right? So you know, at the end of the day, guys, th this. This was a great game, great, exciting game. They've all been great games, man. I mean, we have had so much energy, so much fun playing basketball. And this is this is a great moment for I think for the Spurs. Now it's a tough one to swallow. This is a this is a tough pill to swallow, but let, let me break down something for you right now. Okay. So we are th one and three. The Bulls are four and oh. Let, let, let me just compare these kind of two scenarios. The Bulls are four and oh against Detroit without Cade Cunningham against New Orleans without Zion Williams. Uh, they played, uh, who, who did they play the, the other night? Toronto without Pascal Siakam, right? So they're, they're playing all these teams without their main guy. Toronto's 4-0. Right now it's too early to worry about 
records. Now, if you want to go back to my channel and check out a, uh, a schedule breakdown, I did a schedule series during the offseason. I talked about this. This is nothing new if you've been watching my channel. You know, go check out that video. Uh, check the, the the uploads and go ahead and the in my channel and just go ahead and look for the, the series. Uh, right? I'll, I'll find that for you guys and I'll try to make a playlist for you. But we're going to play against a lot of tough teams early. And, you know, when I was making that series, I kept harping on the fact that that's actually a positive. That's a big positive. It's great to be checked earlier in the season by the best in the league. I've always, I've always said that. I've always said when you're making your schedule, you want to go up against the best in the league. You want to measure yourself. You don't want to play against the Washingtons, you know, like, like, like what, I mean, no offense to Chicago. I think they're, they're great. Shout out to DeMar DeRozan, right? But they're not playing against the best in the league, their peers, where they want to be, the top of the Eastern Conference. They're not doing that. We are. We are playing against Denver. We're playing against uh, Milwaukee, right? We're playing against the Lakers, right? So if you want to look at those three losses, guys, in those three losses against the reigning MVP in Nik Nikola Jokic and the defending champs in Milwaukee Bucks, the star-studded, veteran, heavy, glamorous, they get all the calls from the Lakers every, I mean, from the refs every single night. Lakers, you combine those three losses, and it's only twenty points. It's only twenty points. So that's like six point five five points per game that we're averaging losing by against some of the best teams or, or considered the best teams in the league. If you want to go look at the ESPN power rankings, I'm pretty sure you're going to find Denver up there. You're going to find Milwaukee up there and you're going to find the Lakers up there. And I'll tell you what, even though they didn't have LeBron James tonight, my wife asked me, Hey, uh, do you think like this would even be a game if LeBron was in? And I said, well, yes. Now I, I don't know if we would have a 12 point lead in the third quarter because LeBron changes the game, right? It's just, it's just a different game, but I'm pretty sure that we would still be in this game, four points down, six points down, trying to get that lead back, you know, like we were for most of this game, no matter who who we play, you know, because there's something that about what we do that transfers over to, you know, uh, from game to game so far that we've seen on the road and at home is that we're bringing that energy and it travels. It travels on the home and it travels on the road. So feel good about, about what we accomplished tonight, the fight that we showed, you know, the heart that we showed, the improvement from Jakob, from DeJounte Murray. Man, DeJounte Murray just really stepped up. The, the, the lights were bright tonight because it was the Lakers that we played. And, and people stepped up. Devin Vassell stepped up. Lonnie Walker stepped up. Keita Bates Diop stepped up. Jakob Hurdle goes for his career high. You know, like, you know, it's just, it was a great night, to be honest, man. That's why it's such a tough one to swallow. But we can swallow it, guys, because look. We got Dallas in two days, and we're going to do another one of these post-game shows against Dallas, right? So make sure that you subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you, so you know when we go live um, on this channel. And on Thursday, we're going to have the guys from SSPN um, in the house with me so we can talk about the matchup against Luka Doncic and, and where we you know kind of fare against our rivals against the Dallas Mavericks, right? So that's going to be a lot of fun. So we don't have time to kind of, you know, we'll let this one hurt for tonight. I think... Just like the players will, Spurs Nation are going to put their head on the pillow tonight. A little tear is going to run down their, their cheek because we really, really wanted this one. But then when tomorrow morning comes, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's time to get back to work. And it's time to build. The thing is, and, and I kept talking about this in that, in that schedule breakdown that I have on my channel, is that there's so much opportunity for growth. Don't look at a tough schedule as, oh, my God, man, we're going we're gonna to go – 
you know, four and 15, you know, or, or five and 15 in the first 20 games, you know, that's, that's a possibility with the schedule that we have in these first 20 games, it kind of gets easier in the middle. The schedule for us, I think is easy in the middle. It's kind of bookends a little bit hard and it finishes a little bit hard as well, but there is so much opportunity for this team to grow. And I would say we've done that every night. We've grown against Orlando. We beat a team that we should feel good about that. That hasn't been the case for the past two or three years. Cleveland, Washington, um, Orlando, uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Sacramento, they come into our home and, and for the past three years and they would beat us, right? Well, that didn't happen with Orlando. We go up to Denver, give them all they can handle. Milwaukee, give them all they can handle. The Lakers, same thing tonight. Gave them all they can handle. Went to overtime with them tonight. So that was so much fun. Uh, it was a great game, man. I wanted it for the for those fans, man. I wanted it for Spurs Nation, man. I was like, we need this. I was like, we need to be put on this like stage, right? Where like, oh, you know, LeBron didn't play, but the Spurs did beat the Lakers, right? So it's like, oh, the Spurs. I I think anyone who watches who watched this game, if there's like a national eye on the Lakers and they saw them play the Spurs tonight, I don't think that person who saw that game can go to bed tonight thinking, man, the Spurs suck. You know, there's no way that anyone who watched this game is going to, to sleep and thinking the Spurs are going to be one of the bottom teams in the league. That's a good, that's another good thing from tonight, too. I know it's a loss. And they talked about this against Milwaukee, how, like, you know, do, would you consider this a moral victory for the team? And Derek White's will, like, no, not really, because those don't count, right? <laughs> moral victories don't count in the win column. So, not really. But at the same time, he, he also said, you got to build and we'll take the good, right? We'll take the good. We'll work on the bad and we build. And that's honestly, guys, it's a season long process. This is going to be a, a lot of fun covering the season with you guys, man. And doing these Spurs games for you, these, these post game shows for you, because I get to actually talk to you guys about the growth and the, and the, and the, and the bright spots and, and the development that happens with the team as, as they gel together, right? We're starting to see early now what some of the spots are, you know, that we need to improve on. We still haven't put a four quarter game together, but that's really hard. You know, tonight was the closest that we did that. We played an awesome first three quarters, 29 points, 33, 35. Um, we held the Lakers to 24 points in the third quarter. That's great defense. You know what I mean? So like there was a lot of good in this game, um, but you know, just th there's, there's a lot of bright spots to take and to watch throughout the season. Um, this is just going to be a lot of fun, right? I, I walked out of this thing just super high, super excited. Um, can't wait to see what we do next, to be honest, because every game it's something. Every game it's something new. You're seeing something that you've never seen before from the Spurs team over the past few years. I'm like, why didn't why didn't Jakob ever play like this before? Like, did he just not want to dunk? They just learned how to dunk. I mean, he's finishing around the rim like, oh, my God. I don't know. Maybe he's just getting a lot better looks, too. I think that's the thing, too, is that we're just we're just finding him open a lot more. Excuse me. So that was a huge that was a huge thing for me tonight, man. So Spurs Nation, I mean, keep your head on. Keep your head up high. If you love these after the buzzers, guys, there's so much more content on this channel for you. You can go ahead and click um, on any of the videos that are going to pop up here at the end of this at the end of this video. Um, if you want to see more post game uh, coverage, you know, little sound bites from what the Spurs said after the game or during practice, there's just, uh, we started this new, uh, I started this new series. I'm super excited about for you guys. It's Spurs versus the NBA. Check that out on this channel. I, I love what I did with that video. I mean, I like all my videos, especially like the play breakdowns. I love those. I love doing those for y'all. They're so much fun, but I did a video that came out yesterday that was Spurs versus the NBA week one highlights you know what did we learn from week one so go ahead and if you want to know more about what this team is doing right now 
there's a video on this channel go check it out and it's um spurs versus the nba it has like pop and and the teams that we played last week and i'm gonna i'm gonna start doing trying to do those for you guys every week so it's a great video so go spurs go guys we have another one against dallas there's a lot of fun have a great night go spurs go again check out the channel check out the channel check out the videos on this channel you might find something that you like go spurs go